You're listening to the Clonmel Junction Arts Festival podcast, which takes place from the 3rd to the 11th of July. Hello, my name is Fergal O'Keefe, and you're very welcome to the Junction Festival Week podcast. We are now in full swing with lots of events every day until this Sunday. There are lots of free outdoor and online events, so please check junctionfestival.com for details. Today on the podcast, I chat to Eamon O'Malley, who has the honour of closing the festival this Sunday with his band CLE. As it's the 20th anniversary of the festival this week, I chat to production techies from the past and present who share festival memories. Chat to Colin Everett, the current production manager. We chat to Michael Lonergan, one of the first production managers. And we talk to Wes Hughes, who grew up with the festival. We had the launch of the festival at our brand new dome last Saturday. And now we will hear from the new Lord Mayor, Michael Murphy, board member John Kennedy, Paul Walsh from Roy Seven, Senator Garrett Ahern, and Celine Scully from the Clonmel Credit Union. Hello, Michael. First of all, congratulations on becoming the mayor. It's very good. That was this week, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah, Fergal. And look, a great honour. Uh, I'm 13 years a public representative, and when I started out in politics back in 2009, my overarching ambition was to be Mayor of Clonmel, and I say that notwithstanding the fact that I've been Chairman of the County, Tipperary County Council since. But being Mayor, it's a great, uh, great honour. I'm following in the footsteps of, uh, of my late uncle, Matt Slater, uh, Mayor on three occasions. Uh, so yeah, for myself and my family, uh, a very proud, uh, proud day. It must be lovely then to be able to open up the festival today. Yeah, my first official function, and ironically, I was 15, uh, 15 minutes late, so I apologise to keep uh, in terms of keeping everybody uh, waiting. Look, I'm a former member, uh, board member of Clonmel Junction Arts Festival, and over that 20 years, you know, to see the festival grow from strength to strength, you know, it's, I remember in my early days on the board, if we got an old snippet on the RTE website, like, it was amazing. Now you read all the newspapers, you know, there's a great presence uh, within the national media in terms of it, and it just goes to show the impact uh, that it's having. But for me, you know, it's that platform that Clamwell Junction Arts Festival gives our, you know, young and upcoming artists, our young and upcoming musicians, writers, you know, giving them that, that opportunity to uh, shine. And then that link then between Clamwell, the historic town of Clamwell, its cultural identity, its sporting identity. Like, it's just it's just a win-win and it's marvellous. And of course, there's the national and international uh, element as well, Fergal. And as, as a board member for a number of years, you, you really see the importance of having a festival like this in a town like Lamel? I, I certainly do and you know if you reflect you know, in terms of the importance of the board if you reflect on the last 18 months and the eye of a storm that festivals find themselves now in and Clamwell Junction Arts Festival being no different I think it's real testament to the board I mentioned you know their uh, motivation their resilience their ambition for the festival and again this year despite the pandemic so many uh, so many highlights uh, Fergal to look forward to and I'm really looking forward to different elements of the festival and indeed your own podcast as well Uh, Thank you very much. I've got John Kennedy here with me who is on the board of the festival and we're standing beside the beautiful dome on the launch day. So um, it's exciting, isn't it? You can feel the buzz around. You really can. I mean, I I arrived on a little bit late, but you could see the buzz as you walked around the corner and the dome is so impressive when you walk around the corner as well. So uh, it just creates a buzz, even though we're limited with audiences, with with the restrictions, etc., etc., 
it's just it's it's the vibe is actually happening now. Exactly. So good, yeah. I've got a great program for the week. I mean, we were just saying there. You have to remind yourself. There's so much on now for the week. It's yeah. the key is to go check in the website junctionfestival.com, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And I've been checking it all the time, and it's categorised really well this year. I just see the Roy Seven boys passing there. Even that, you know, it's just a little bit of a buzz going around. I know. Which is good. We're doing this inside in the, the dome. dome. We're in the dome, yeah. yeah. It's dark and atmospheric. But there is a buzz here, isn't there? You can feel it. Yeah, you can feel the buzz. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect. I thought it might be like I'd have the, the natural light coming in, but the natural light isn't there. It's all blacked out, so it looks like it's a TARDIS, first of all. From the outside, it looks like one size you get inside, and it's even bigger. Um, it's very warm in here. It's nice and cosy. Lovely stage, not too high. Um, great natural feeling. It's just a shame we can't have an audience here. But we're going to rock it anyway, and we're going to make the most out of it. Exactly. And do you know what? I'm, it's up now. People are going to see it online to see your gig here tonight yep. and what okay. it is is they'll know then for next year when they're booking yeah. what what they're booking for true they're going to get to see exactly what they'll be part of next year bring it on fingers exactly. crossed sooner rather than later brilliant and what else you do? you're doing something else for the festival cabinets of curiosity so what is so cabinets of curiosity is like a museum piece individuals provided pieces of their past if you like um, for display around the town so I provided stuff from my first band here in town Swerve some newspaper clippings some of um, the nationalist kind of clippings uh, the awards that I won at the Meteor Awards, the Choice Music Prize, that kind of stuff. Uh, photographs and framed photographs from different gigs, all my laminates from my gigs in Germany, Austria, Switzerland. So a few different things and it's, uh, it's in a window in town. So hopefully people will see those when they walk around the town. Excellent. Very cool, yeah. Brilliant. Looking forward to tonight. Can't yeah, wait. Yeah, exactly. Senator Gareth O'Hearn, you're very welcome. Um, we're here at the launch of the festival, and I always think the festival, every year when the Junction Festival starts, like school is just finished and it's like the start of the summer, isn't it? It's, it's got that feeling in the air. Yeah, no, exactly. You're right, Fergal, because uh, like the school is just over, exams are over, people are excited, young people in the town are excited, they want to have something to, to get out and, 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 and be around the town in. Uh, and that's what this brings it. And I, I remember when I was when I was much younger, um, it, we always saw the Junction Festival, like you said, as the start of the summer in the town and the kind of vibrant experience that people would have. And not everyone knew exactly what was going on every single night. You'd have a list of concerts and, and gigs that were going on and shows, but you'd have an awful lot of people who would just come into the town knowing the festival was on to come in for the excitement exactly. and how vibrant it was. And they'd go into to a number of pubs and experience the, the, the brilliant music that's on. And I think that's the way people in Clamel see it. They're really proud. It's 20 years now we've had this festival. There's a real reputation that's been built over that 20 years. And I think people in Clamel are very proud of it. And I think actually this year, uh, uh, more than any other year, I think the town and the people in Clamel can see this festival as their own because a lot of years we've had people come right across the country um, to the festival but I think this year it's our responsibility and I know the community will uh, to support the festival this year to, uh, to really appreciate it as, as people who are from Clamel uh, to see the advantage of having a well-known uh, festival that goes on for quite a period of time and to support it this year. Exactly. We have Celine Scully here from the Clamell Credit Union. You've always been really associated, the credit union, with uh, the festival. Why do you support the festival? Is it important to you? Oh, it's hugely important to us, Virgil. Clamell Credit Union is the heart of the community. We're very much involved in supporting local. Um, we're always trying to be involved in community organisations and local events. So sure, it's very obvious that we're going to get involved in the Clamell Junction Festival. It's a fantastic festival every year in the town. It brings people into the town. It creates um, jobs 
jobs it creates, all loads of vibrancy going on. It's, it's fantastic for the town. And it's such a shame this year that we can't have the events live, but they're live streamed, so it's exactly. fine. It's fantastic that um, it's going ahead like that way. So I really urge people to go on and book tickets because Y7 are playing tonight um, and we have Common, or the Common Credit Union are sponsoring the Collins Hall event, which is going to be very good. I'm really excited about that. There's great talent in the town. I think Emma Donnellan is playing the trumpet with James Donovan as well. Huge, huge talent there. So I'm really looking forward to that event. I have my tickets booked for Tuesday night. Brilliant. And um, we're also um, sponsoring the Kick and Barracks event, which is very good too. So all the different various events, there has to be something for everyone. Exactly. So please log on to thejunctionfestival.com and book your tickets. Dome is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. It's huge. Exactly. Yeah, it's huge. It seems like four times the size when you're inside. I can't yeah. wait for people to see it. Uh, yeah, no, you it's know. great. It's great. It's fantastic for the town. We are delighted to say that the finale concert this Sunday will be with CLE, who performed their show Leaves in the Dome. Uh, tickets available online. And now we're going to hear from Eamon O'Malley talking a little bit about that. Eamon, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you thanks for having me. The for great honour of next Sunday, the 11th, finishing up the festival. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we, we have a, a show, that's right, on the July the 11th at 830 um, and it's sponsored by Boston Scientific, so I better give them a, a plug. Um, the the concert is actually free, uh, but you can watch it online. I think tickets are available from the, the website itself. So we have um, our show, I suppose is the best way to describe it, uh, which is entitled Leaves. Um, and if anybody's seen uh, CLE before, they, they might know what to expect, but if you haven't, um, we're, I suppose, an electronic music group. What uh, does CLE stand for? Yeah, so it stands for Clamel Laptop Ensemble. Uh, which was, I suppose, the original name of the group because we started in, we actually started for the Junction Festival in 2019. It was a project that um, myself and uh, John O'Dwyer, who's a, a local musician um, and a technologist, we had this idea for what are called laptop ensembles. So they're kind of popular more so in the States and usually on college campuses where people would use um, computer coding laptops to create pieces of music and you would create this kind of on a, like almost like a, a modern day ensemble but instead of people having acoustic instruments they would be using laptops or electronic instruments um to to create music and, and that was that was the birth of it um we have with us now uh, what we've had with us since that very first gig uh michael jones who's uh, just a wizard of synthesis and michael has you know, like moog synths and he's got mellotrons and he's got all these other um incredible uh pieces of electronic music equipment you know and so even from the beginning it kind of started to expand out from just the pure laptop thing i'm a piano player myself at our very first gig we had a grand piano up in the the main room of the the main guard for our very first um concert so it was already broader than just a laptop thing from the beginning but we so for simplification we became cle and we kind of made that decision sort of beginning of 2019 uh, because uh, we had great plans for 2019 like everybody else had in terms of festivals and, and, and everything and, and then that all went a little bit belly up but that, that, was, that was the source of it now over time we've had a, a few different people uh, in with us um, we had uh, working for video projections a lot we had Sarah Lowe who does a lot of work with the, with the festival here uh, and we have Sheena Gagan who's an incredibly talented artist in her own right um, and Sheena joined us last year uh, on vocals 
uh, for the stream concert we did for Junction Festival 2019. Uh, and she is going to be with us again for 2020 performance there on July the 11th. And I suppose a lot of the, the lyrical ideas and some, some of the thematic ideas in terms of the concepts come from Sheena. And the melodic or harmonic or rhythmic ideas, then they come from John, myself and Michael. And leaves, so... Leaves, yeah. So I guess it, it, uh, Sheena is probably the better person to talk about it, but if I can paraphrase it, it's a kind of a meditation on that relationship between sort of technology and nature. Uh, obviously, you know, I think, you know, growing up here we're surrounded by a lot of woodland areas we have that connection with uh, nature not too far from the, the town you know you go five minutes any direction you're going to end up in, in incredible scenery I think that's something that we all began to appreciate as well over the pandemic you know you know we spent a lot of time uh, like everybody who grew up in their hometown they've got very uh, you know conflicting feelings sometimes about their hometown but being stuck down the pandemic we kind of got to appreciate an awful lot of that and so we're taking a lot of inspiration from that and also I think it's kind of a, a cliche that electronic music is somehow urban or it's somehow like, you know, um, cut off from the natural world. And, and we would not subscribe to that kind of point yeah, of view. And I love that idea you talked about leaves and the, the veins and the leaves. Yeah, the that's, yeah that's right. And that, that, that comes from Sheena, that, that, that branching out idea. And that actually, but that kind of works in, in our musical way too, because the way we kind of compose is it's, it's sort of a, uh, we can kind of, modular composition in like we'll have a modular idea um, you know if you think about it in terms of when people talk about modular furniture you've got something that can be moved around but we have we start with kind of basic melodic or harmonic or rhythmic ideas and then they kind of branch out in different places no two performances are ever the same like with us it, 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 I'm not saying it's not jazz but we kind of treat the stuff in a jazz way in that it's it, we have our our head of the piece or our, 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 our module and then we go in different places with it and depending on the night depending on the energy depending on the venue depending on what we had for dinner you know we can we, we can we'll go different places with it it's a great feed doesn't it it does makes it a bit of a high wire act sometimes because uh, you kind of before you start every piece you're a little bit like how will this actually sound so i was actually just in the dome there and even though unfortunately no crowds this year there is an energy in there you know? yeah well, i hope so because that is that that will make a huge difference especially when you're trying to play music that is kind of quasi kind of improvisatorial in, in nature like when you're trying to play music that is sort of in the moment if you're in a dry arid sterile environment you know it's very hard to with no audience it's it's very hard to to, to kind of be up for it but whereas if you are in a place that's different and we we will have you know some video work and and, and some lights that kind of makes a a, a big difference then um you yeah, know one of the things we did uh it was the opening of the museum in here. They, they did a redesign of the museum in Clamwell, and we did a, because it was around Halloween, she wanted us to do a, she being Marie McMahon, uh, wanted us to do a live soundtrack of the original Nosferatu. I heard that. Yeah, and it was just like, yeah, okay, that works. <laughs> so we had to react to the images on screen. So that always, so stimulus like that, whether it's a visual stimulus or whether it's, you know, uh, environmental stimulus is, is a big help to us. Well, that's brilliant. So really looking forward to it. So Great. Sunday the eleventh. Sunday the eleventh, eight thirty p.m. Uh, tickets available from Junction Festival. Thanks to Boston Scientific for sponsoring us, and thanks for for having us. Brilliant. Jammed restaurants, packed beaches, and queues for queues. No thanks. Isn't the point of a getaway? Do you know? Get away. 
So here's the inside tip. With the Golden Vale, incredible hiking, two blueways and gorgeous lakeside villages, Tipperary has it all. Visit the Mitchellstown Caves, walk the Knockmeal Downs or explore the Butler Trail. Take it easy while uncovering ancient castles and hidden secrets. Tipperary is unspoilt and waiting for you. Visit tipperary.com. Supported by the Tipperary LCDC under the Leader Programme. The festival couldn't run every year without the techies or the production managers. And we've had some great people over the years. So now you're going to hear from Colin Everett, who's our current production manager and who is crucial for the festival actually happening every year. And we're also going to hear from one of the first production managers, Michael Lonergan. And then we're going to finish with Wes Hughes, who fittingly on this 20th anniversary of the festival grew up with the festival. So how long have you been working with the Junction Festival, actually? Well, it must be 12 years, I'd say. Is it? Wow. Yeah. 2009. Or, yeah. 2009, 2010, maybe. Yeah. Phone call from David Teaver one day. Uh, and I was in Chicago uh, working on a job um, for Sadler's Wells, uh, putting in a contemporary dance show in a venue in Chicago. And he rings me up. Uh, some godly hour. Time zone was wrong, that's for sure. <laughs> Do you want a job? <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> So what do you do for to let people know you're the what's your title production production guru. manager yeah <laughs> yeah production guru manager for the festival the logistics yeah. I suppose be behind everything uh, in terms of you know setup you know technical or non technical structures you wear many yeah. hats I think you know I health know. and safety now with COVID and you know all these other kind of things that come with the job you know as everybody else's job. Lot of hats, you know, but now. So over those um twelve years, what jumped like is the first thing I'm gonna ask you is does it like does scare stories jump out into is that the first thing that comes into your head? Or is it like great shows? No, or is I'm it... buried all them. <laughs> <laughs> They're well buried, long time ago. <laughs> you're you're like a swan, do you know what I mean? You're graceful above ground. Oh yeah, um, no. It's all good. <laughs> the legs are going below, but I must be yeah. mad. Like you know, you know when you're do, when you're doing a festival because everything is for that one week, and then mm. trying to get it all together. I mean, yeah. I mean, but the only thing with the festival, and, and it was great for the board and everybody was involved. You know, over the years that we had the structure and the support of people, community. You know, and and the Arts Council and everybody. So you had weeks of prep, you know, to get everything together. And to, like uh, what amazes me about Clomel and what brings, brings me back every time is that the sense of people and unity, people coming together, it's unity, you know. It's, it's pretty pretty strong here, which you don't get in a lot of places. I definitely guarantee that one. So, you know, okay. I think it's, it's definitely being a plus, you know. In terms That's of, lovely to hear. Because that's the feeling that I've gotten from talking to everybody. Everybody yeah. has said that, that, and um, it's lovely to hear it, you know? Yeah, yeah, but it's true. Like, and, and I've never faulted, you know, over the years, you know, people give so much. It's just incredible, you know? Even though people come and go, you know, we've had people that have kind of gone into the industry, you know, with working with the festival, um, gone to the UK to work, gone in Ireland, gone to the States, you know, so it's, you know, the festival has given back, you know, in terms yeah. of production wise, I think the festival has given back to individuals as well as, you know, 
it's not just a festival to obviously people enjoy and work with and go to shows and you know it's also it's giving something else that's totally different like new skills experiences you know opportunities yeah and what was the biggest production would you say that you worked on for the festival there was many of those (laughs) (laughs) there was many (laughs) i think (laughs) <laughs> there was a lot of, uh, in David Stevens' time, we had a lot of big uh, yeah. expectations of, of what we could do and, and pushed boundaries beyond the capability of this, of Flamel, I think. But um, there's definitely been, you know, for me, I suppose it's all to do with who's around me, like crew and support. And, and they're the biggest memories that I have who put me through, you know, and helped us, you know through all the times with the, the bigger events, like the tightrope yeah. across the, the River Shore, Garden Street Car Park, which we built the biggest uh, footprint of a stage ever in Clamel scene in Garden Street Car Park. Uh, and it was a one-day event. I don't know if you remember that, Fergal. Yeah, but, um, I do. We put up a stage, lighting, bars, security. You're like most of these uh, gigs would take a week to sell. We did it in a day, and we took it down overnight. It was incredible, but that was that was a pretty uh, fantastic event and a good feel, I think, for everybody, um, oh, in terms of public and 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 the festival themselves. And tell us, do you always sleep for a week the week after the festival? You must get no, no sleep during it. <laughs> there's no there's no running like in this industry. It's just get up and go again. Like the the you know to tidy up takes a week or two at least. You know at the end. And then it's just straight into the next gig, um, which is where it runs. But then you hope to get a holiday by the end of the summer. I know. <laughs> and I have to say, I'm looking forward to seeing you around again this year because we've got uh, the Dome, which is going to be amazing, isn't it? Yeah, the Geo. Yeah, it's a 5.8 uh, geodistic dome. Um, it's 15 metres in diameter and it, at a height, at its tallest height. It's actually taller than the museum that's going to sit beside and the library um, at 9.2 metres. Um, it's pretty impressive structure uh, that we can facilitate to have in the round, uh, staging in the round with uh, new uh, technologies that we're using to map, 3D map inside the dome. So instead of a traditional theatre or venue, we would have no props, no sets. So it's kind of a visual experience with the 3D. Uh, also, you know, for live music. And if you can imagine the walls inside that are curved uh, around you will have this kind of 3D mapping effect of um, maybe if it's a play, it could be a reference, you know, or a design to that. Um, we're training up local crew and guys in Tipperary to take on board this um, new uh, venue, which is great to have all locals. And mm. I think the furthest we got is Thurlis, one chap coming from Thurlis. So, but <laughs> trying to keep it local <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a, a great start, you know, for the Geodome. And and it's and it comes back then every year, so it come a great focal point for the festival. It'll come back every year. Yeah, we can live stream. Obviously, in pandemic times, we need to live stream, so we can live stream from the dome. Um, also, you know, uh, have live concerts, and we can have silent discos whenever that will yeah. ever happen. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's got it's it's got the it's got the capacity to 
turn shows around, whether it's musical, drama, arts, talks, conferences, um, very quickly. So it gives you a high capacity. Suggest, I think you could have an event where just you get people to hug and you'd fill it. <laughs> oh my God. You get anybody, anybody to, to even point or touch somebody yeah. like in 2020, whatever that's going to be. But then, exactly. um, yeah, that's it's going to be a great experience. And I think we're going to have uh, other structures outside, obviously, just with restrictions now, but we might have a nice coffee shop where people can sit out, a nice grass area with multi-layers and exhibition uh, pieces, art pieces, also um, stuff, uh, chalk drawings, kind of 3D chalk drawings on the floor and, and just kind of things that we can do in small numbers. Uh, so my first year would have been 2002. Uh, and I, if I remember correctly, I think I did the next five consecutive years with the festival, something along like that. So 2002, three, four and five, possibly 2006. And you were production so, manager. Yeah. yeah, so I was production uh, manager. So I was approached originally by Dave Teven to uh, take up the reins after the first year. And uh, it was such a kind of a success, small at the time, but still a great success, you know, and word got word got round quite fast about it. So the momentum picked up each year. What's your memories then? Is there any one or two memories that jump out from your time in the festival? Oh, so I would say some of my favourite venues at the time would have been uh, St. Mary's Parochial Hall when we started to use that hall first as a venue. Um, I remember the first year I worked at, we had this company called Libra Gorilla, which I think came from the Netherlands or was it Germany? And um, they pretty much maxed out all the capacity of the hall in terms of audience and technical requirements. And I remember we, we, we were literally running around the town trying to grab every available lamp, you know, and lantern to hang in the ceiling for this crowd. And... Um, I remember going down to the front door where the, where the electrical supply was coming into the building and the meter was just spinning so fast. We were drawing so much power during the show. Um, I think we were, at the time, we were like drawing something like 40 kilowatt of, of light plus a sound system in, the, in that little hall. And uh, I remember getting up a ladder and just having a load of ceramic fuses ready on standby when the power was eventually going to like trip out on us. So it was nail biting stuff, but it was a, it was an electric atmosphere. It was a great night, you know, and people were just blown away by the performance. Um, I guess one of the other big ones for me was uh, No Fit State Circus was quite a highlight when we did that in the LIT campus. Uh, that was a great highlight. You know, it was an unusual shaped tent. It was an unusual production. And I think as well that year we brought Keela in to actually open in that tent so they played a, a full set and then we went straight into the opening performance of no fit state circus so that was quite memorable um you know i remember just seeing the faces you know, people coming in and just going wow like they had saw the shape of a dome tent for a while but just going in just what was the nuts and you know bolts of what was inside it was just you know people were like this is impressive you know um, the smaller venues, uh, I suppose Foy Vance and Lonergan's was probably a 
great highlight. It was a fantastic concert, that one. Um, Damien Rice and Devans, when he first probably played one of his years, that was quite special. I remember Devans being quite a, you know, a noisy, busy place on a weekend outside of the festival. And then one Saturday night during the festival, I walked in the door quite late into the Damien Rice concert and there wasn't, you couldn't hear a pin drop. He just had everyone captured and people were sat on the floor, you know, and it, it was just silence. He was singing a, a beautiful piece and it was just like, wow, that, that's special. There were special, special events. Um, Odette in Manila was probably a good one as well. You know, and Liam Clancy, good moments. Um, yeah, so they probably would be the highlights for most of those, but I guess the camaraderie between festival staff and local businesses as well, you know, we had a really good relationship going on there and um, always at the end of the festival, it was a special time when people were able to let their hair down and just things were getting wrapped up and we got to kind of have a, a post-festival drink, post-festival discussion, it was great, it was great. The, the, on the Sunday, the festival kind of barbecue was always great, wasn't it? Along yeah, fond memories, fond memories. You know, that start that spawned from like a little barbecue out the back of Lonergan's, you know, where they just, out of just generosity, they just decided to put on some food for us. And um, it just spawned from there. And then the, the Sunday end of festival meetings kind of just got bigger. And, you know, the, it was opened up then to public and people could you know buy a little meal ticket and come and, and eat and join with some of the artists and the people who worked on it so it was great it's good times yeah yeah i did I, I definitely grew up with it it started i think i was about 12 13 when i started and yeah i can remember vaguely remember the early years of it um but i was always there helping out man basically kicked me out the door and said go help <laughs> <laughs> and it gave you I mean it gave you a love of the arts and a love of production and working in the arts didn't it oh yeah definitely like without the festival there's no way I would have gone into the arts in any form um I was always into plays I always enjoyed plays musicals that kind of stuff but I never I would never have thought of it as a career path um and yeah the festival has definitely driven me that way which I can't complain I love it yeah you got the bug during the festival yeah yeah definitely fest yeah theatre bug definitely bit me with the festival what memories do you have any memories that stand out from the years that you were there Sinner Boy and Lonergan's yeah that was that was absolutely nuts um just packed and the crowd going wild um, another one was uh, Foy Vance again actually in Lonergan's they the crowd just wouldn't let him off the stage he finished his set with I don't know I'd say it's maybe 15-20 minutes after closing and I think he was still on stage 40 minutes later he literally had to create his own loop he used a lot of loops and that on stage he literally had to create a loop of an entire song with all the different aspects to get himself off stage. The crowd just wouldn't let him go. I was, uh, it was brilliant. And then from 
on more of a production side, I suppose, setting up for the high wire across the river. That was, that was, it was a big job and interesting. It was, yeah, it was just, it, that was, it was great fun. It was hard work, but it was great fun. And what, so what did you, so when through the festival, was it through Colin that you sort of started doing work then over in the UK? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it was through Colin that um, kind of really, he was the one that really got me into the production side of it. Before then I was kind of mainly doing uh, voluntary front of house, that kind of work. Um, and then when, when Colin came on board, it was kind of, I think maybe his second or third year, he got me onto the crew with him. Um, mainly just sort of driving the van, helping load in and out, not doing anything massive, not doing any real techie stuff, uh, more just sort of crew work. And then I think it was maybe two years after that, he got me on tour uh, with uh, Payne's Plough. Uh, they have a portable pop-up theatre in the round. And he brought me on as uh, crew lead for the build for that. And then it was from there that I really started again into the tech side of it. Since then, I've gone on to uh, do full tech for full tours for that tour. I was technical manager for a couple of years. Um, I've been production manager a couple of years for uh, Finding Voice Festival. And isn't it amazing, like you say, that your whole career path, like that came through Junction Festival. And you, Yeah, it really did, because up until then I was thinking of going down sort of maybe civil or mechanical engineering or something along that line. It was during that sort of period that um, I started doing a bit of work for Colin and he was, and that then just went, actually, yeah, this could be what I want to do. And it just kicked me off from there. And I went, yeah, this is it. No, I suppose the only other thing I'd have to say about the festival um, would be another man who kind of helped push me this way would have been Slacks. Who unfortunately isn't with us, but he was in in the team for so many years and helped helped me when I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. And he was such a character in the festival. Yeah. He really was. He made the festival, the crew side of it anyway, very entertaining at times. Thank you for listening to all the podcasts. We're in the middle of the festival now this week, so just check junctionfestival.com for all the great shows that are on every day until sun until this Sunday. So I'd really recommend us get out and about. There's free stuff going on all around the town and loads of events, online events from the dome. So just go check the website and pick out something. Thanks again. Take care and have a great festival. Clonmel Junction Arts Festival, which takes place from the 3rd to the 11th of July.